The Big Story from The Straits Times on Money FM 89.3. I'm Olivia Quay. You can subscribe to The Straits Times channel so you never miss a single episode. Professor Dale Fisher is here. He's a senior consultant at NUH's Division of Infectious Diseases. Prof. Health Minister Ong Yi Kang saying yesterday that Omicron now accounts for 17% of local cases and that an Omicron wave is imminent. What could that look like in terms of caseload? Is it a peak of more than 26,000, which was the case for Delta? Olivia, this is where I've, uh, you've heard me say many times that it, it shouldn't be such a focus on case numbers because actually now it could get even more confusing. Like when COVID first emerged, we're very simple. We understood the severity, transmissibility, who was vulnerable, the importance of protecting people and hospital systems and how to do it. And even with Delta, we had a fairly good idea within a fairly short space of time. But Omicron has obviously emerged in the last two months and creates a whole lot of new unknowns. It's, it's clearly more infectious. It seems to be less severe, but communities over the world have got different vaccination rates and different past infection rates, recovered rates. Singapore, of course, is 87% fully vaccinated and most of the unvaccinated, of course, are children now. Almost a half of the vaccinated people have had their third jab. And since we started to come out into the transition of COVID endemicity, we've had about 50,000 cases a month. So, and obviously the vast majority are very mild. So there's very high level of baseline immunity in community. So the point is, whatever the case numbers are, we're very well placed to living with the virus. We just need to see how this variant performs in the Singapore context. In September, October, we had a low level of immunity in, in many of our seniors and got into trouble there with many severe cases. I really hope we don't get fixated on the number of mild cases and we focus on the number of severe cases and hospitalizations because that's what actually matters. But Prof, will this Omicron surge take about three months to subside as what we saw for the previous wave or even longer, you think? I mean, that's not what we've seen overseas. We're, but of course, overseas, all the many of the restrictions have all been removed. So we've seen Omicron you know, become dominant in many countries overseas very, very quickly, not three months. But of course, Singapore does have a lot of the social restrictions and the border controls still. So to bring in a term we haven't heard for a while, I think Singapore will probably flatten the curve a bit and not allow that surge that we saw in South Africa and, and UK and the US because we've still got a lot of restrictions in place. We still have that capacity to tap on the brakes. Uh, not that we need to enhance these things. We're already got these well instituted beyond what other countries are doing. But I think we'll see a temporary pause in the easing of the restrictions, at least until we're confident that the disease is not impacting us in a, in a particularly adverse way. Well, Prof, the WHO chief has said, quote, 2022 must be the end of the COVID-19 pandemic. So this is the first time you're speaking to an infectious diseases expert this year. What's your assessment of how 2022 will pan out? Well, WHO is, of course, still speaking globally. And if you think of the big picture, there's still sort of six or 7,000 people dying every day around the world. And their point is, is that this really has to stop. We've got to think more globally, share the, the vaccines, the tests, the treatments. So that's where WHO is, is saying that they don't really see that any fairness in, in some countries ending the pandemic while other countries still in, in the depth of the misery that comes from pandemic. But I think in Singapore and other sort of similar countries, we can be very optimistic. I think we will see new variants emerge. And the biggest concern really is if there's escape from the immunity 
that I was just talking about, the immunity that comes from vaccination or infection, because if a new variant did escape that, it'd almost be like starting again. That's the worst scenario. The best outcome, of course, is that Omicron is not a severe disease, at least in our population with the immunity or whether it's just a, a milder variant. Then there's a lot of mild disease, which will in fact reinforce the immunity and could even be a natural boost will make the vaccine less important perhaps in the future. So our leaders still have to do a balancing act between the restrictions which come with the economic and social impact and sort of pairing that with the safety of the population. It's This balancing act is still not over. Well, thanks so much, Prof. Fisher. Professor Dale Fisher, Senior Infectious Diseases Consultant at NUH.